0: Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit C3SWWA.com. Um, I have the honor of speaking about church family, and I'm stoked to speak with church family about you. But um, before I start, can we pray? Yes. Okay, good. God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for my church family, Jesus. I'm so blessed that you have put me in this place with these people, God, and I just pray that I'm able to convey something about you tonight to these wonderful people. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you guys are my church family, yes? Yeah. Um. I have the coolest church family. Did you know that? You guys should all know that. Because there is no other church family that has a Trish with the best hug, okay? There is no other church family that has the sweet, angelic, soothe the soul voice of Jenny Mowry. There is no other church family that has three Hofer boys to give me a high five every time I come to church, okay? There is no other church family that has our security team at the back, Brenton and, and Corey and Shane that people that shy at Bob that like, I got you, you know that they're, I don't know if they're packing or not, but I, they look like they are, okay? There is no other church family that has a little Ben that waddles around in boots every, every week to like make you laugh. Um, There is no other church family that has the adorable grin from Pat. She has the cutest grin. You guys all agree? Like, she's the cutest grin. There is no other church family that has a John and Barb that will be just so excited to see you every week. Um, There's also no other church family that has a Martin in it who is back in kids' church right now but has the best things to say about his grandbabies. There is no other church family that um, can sweep you away with fun bus jade when you need something fun to plan. There is no other church family that has a smurf, a.k.a. pastor, that reads the announcements, okay? It's a total smurf. There is no other church family that has more beautiful youth members leading worship every weekend. Oh, my goodness. You guys rock, okay? You guys rock. There is no other church family that has the exuberance of my Miriam when she's saying hi to you on a Saturday night. There is no other church family that has a Nicole that can make crazy eyes with you from across the way, and she's fine with me being crazy with her. She's not, And you're going to that ladies' night because I'm eating those cookies you're going to make. You're going, okay? Sign her up, whoever's in charge of that. There is no other church family that has Capron girls that will hug you when you get here, and then when they leave for Kids Church, and when they come back from Kids Church, and then when the refreshment hour starts. We have a really amazing church family. I'm so thankful for you guys. Okay, so... My experience as a young person was I was involved in a really amazing church family, and it was a Lutheran church, and I know Pastor Steve is watching this, and it was a Lutheran church, and it was awesome, okay? But we came to that church as a very needy family. We came into that church not being a, a family that you're like, oh, they look like good members. Came, we came into the church being the needy, needing provision, you know, like smelly kids. We smelled real like cigarette smoke, we had raggedy clothes. we had a one parent incarcerated, we lived in a trailer, and that trailer hung over the slough, and there were possums that hissed at the heater vents at night. It was, it was, you know, we were a needy family. We were a lot. But we came into this church when I was in kindergarten, first grade, and we were loved really well. I spoke about it a couple weeks ago when we had our online service about how they showed up and made Christmas happen for us, brought us a tree, brought us presents. Um, they didn't care that we were not the ideal family there is no real ideal family right every family is the ideal family but we didn't show up to church being um some that had that it's a family that had anything to offer we showed up to church being a family that needed and what we needed they gave um so much so that you know when I as I grew up in this church as a youth I was allowed to sing on the worship team even though I really Um, I was given free vocal lessons by a retired choir director. I was handed a bass guitar in high school and they were like, go for it. And I was like, okay. And I did got to do that, but they loved us so well that the best of who I was or who I was maybe going to be was kind of pulled out of me. I was allowed to speak when I was in the youth group, Um, that they helped me develop things that they saw potential for. And so much so that as a young person, like my daughter's age, I was like, I'm always going to be in church. I'm always going to have my kids someday in church. And that's the church that we are, right? We're the church that sees the young people and like, hey, you can sing and you're so cute. Get up here. And I love that about our church. And that is something that that we pattern after Jesus. You guys know he did that? Jesus didn't say, okay, let me go find the pretty, the perfect people. He said, let me find some people. Have you guys ever been down to um, like a wharf like in a or anything where they have the commercial fisher boats come in? Have you? Okay, it smells to high heaven, right? Like, it is not pretty. The people that are working on commercial fishermen boats, they don't smell, like, even a little bit good. When you guys think about the disciples, what is the, like, primary, like, job of disciples? Fishermen, right? Jesus didn't go around finding all the pretty, like, Nordstrom people, right? He just found the people, right? And he regarded them as family. And our church does that really well. The reason why it's important for us to know that church is family, like, he was like, okay, Jen, that is not why even a little bit. It's because Jesus said so. If we're gonna listen to somebody, it's gonna be him, right? Okay, so in Matthew twelve, forty-six to fifty, this is an example of how Jesus said church's family. He grabbed his disciples. Can I tell a joke really fast? Okay. I, I I workshopped it with Tyler and he was like, eh. Okay, so if we're following Jesus' example, you guys can tell me if it's good or not. Jesus went and he found people and he went and did ministry with them, right? So they, if you look at like a picture of the Sea of Galilee, they're here, they're here, they're here. They, he bounced around all over the place. They were constantly, they were together, right? But they were constantly changing locations. And if our church is patterning after Jesus, we've had a few different locations, right? We're awesome. We don't even know it. Okay. Matthew 12, 46 to 50. Jesus, he's talking to a crowd. Oh, yeah. It's okay. okay. And um, his mother's, there's somebody comes to him and is like, hey, Jesus, your mom." And instead of being like, oh, hang on all you people. I need to go talk to my mom. His response was, um, who's my mother? Who's my brother? And he looks at his disciples and he goes, you guys over here, here are my mothers and my brothers. And this is the distinction about who is family. He says, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother, and my sister, my brother. I think that's really, really cool. Can you guys get more excited about it, please? If you're, if you're in line with wanting to do what Jesus wants, to do. If you're in line with what he says in the Bible, you are my mother, my brother, my sister. You guys are my family. Because Jesus said to gather and to be with the fellow believers, y'all are doing that. You guys are awesome. Okay? I love that Jesus didn't go find the pretty people. He touched the leopards. He found the stinky fishermen. I, you know, I identify with stinky fishermen. You know, not just because I'm sweaty right now, but because there's, (laughs) there's like pieces of my life that aren't super pretty. But Jesus loves me anyway, and he calls me. Okay, ready for the tough one? Ready for the tough one? Okay. Jesus stuck with his family despite his challenges that arose. Um, How many of you know that there were challenges in his ministry? Ooh. How many of you guys have had challenges while being involved in ministry? Yeah. Okay, so if we pattern after Jesus, we want to pattern after Jesus, yes? We're going to do things that Jesus did, right? Um, Jesus chose his disciples, and he knew that there was going to be problems, yes? He knew, it wasn't going to go perfectly, he knew that he would be uh, betrayed by Judas. He loved him enemy. Can you imagine that? Knowing that this man is going to betray you into the hands of people who will kill you? Would you want to sit at the table with that person? No, I mean, no, absolutely not. I'd be like, hmm, like, I don't know we're talking. Thank you, next. We were talking about that in the car on the way to church today. Um, but he, that's not his attitude. When we see in Mark 10, 13 to uh, 16, Remember the, the story of the little children? Prior to him saying, Let the ch- little children come to me, his disciples were like, Get these kids out of here. Get these kids out of here. Jesus is here. They're kicking the kids out to the side, rebuking the children. And Jesus is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you gotta, okay, put yourself in his shoes. Man, my disciples are nothing. Gosh, what, what's the deal with them? Instead of being like, You big idiots, I've been teaching you, you're not listening. Why are you shooting the kids away? He didn't do that. He's like, Let the kids come to me. And then he like And in his head, he's probably like, oh, you boneheads. But in real life, he corrects, he instructs, he has a conversation, and he forgives and moves on. We need to do that, yes? As a church, as a people, all churches, not just ours, all churches, we need to say, hey, we have a a rub, as Trish likes to put it. We have a rub, it's all right. We're gonna have them, yes? Jesus had them. If Jesus had them, we're gonna have them, yes? We have a rub, we'd be like Jesus we acknowledge it. It's okay. Things happen. I'm mad at you. You hurt my feelers. My heart's sad. Um, Here's what I see. You you talk back to me. We correct it. We work on it together, and we move on. We forgive. We live together because we're family. Yes? Yes. Okay. We can do that. Um, The whole point of being here on earth, um, for all of us, yes, is to finish what Jesus started, to do what Jesus did, do his ministry. Yes? No? Yes? Yeah. Okay. We can. Have you guys ever met anybody that came from a really terrible home life? They've got issues. They've got. They like. Oh, you're like. Whoa. You grew up in a sad situation. Let's not be the church that puts out church members that grows up in a sad situation. Let's be a correct church. Can we do that, please? We can best prepare ourselves to do what Jesus has called us to do, and to be successful as a church if we focus on having a healthy church family. Let's love each other well. Do we want to be effective as a church? Yeah. We can increase our effectiveness if we operate out of correctness. i said it again. We all together as a family can increase our effectiveness if we operate out of correctness. And we know what correctness is. There's not a like, is that right or wrong? No, we just look at the example of Jesus. We pattern after him and we know how to behave, how to be correct so that we can be effective, so that he can be proud of us, right? I appreciate you guys being my church
1: family. I love all of you.
0: I'm, oh. um, thank you for being my church family. Thank you for letting me speak to you tonight. I'm going to introduce the lovely, the gorgeous, the sweetest can be Jenny Mowry. <laughs> I've been doing life with this girl for how many years? I don't even know. Something like that. The picture I saw of Evan when like, he's so tiny, so big now. Um, I love you very much. I love, I respect you. I love your outlook on your heart is we all feel your heart. Like we all know. Like I want a Jenny Mowry heart. And I just appreciate you so much. Thank
1: you. Love you. Alright, seriously. She's the cutest, and when I grow up, I want to be like her. <laughs> Even though I'm older, but that's okay. <laughs> um so I get the privilege of getting to speak about Kingdom as our foundation. And this is a huge topic. So, can I just start by praying first? God, thank you for the opportunity to come and speak your words. God, may your words flow through me and may they be true. May they ring true in people's ears. Let people hear what you are trying to teach them. Thank you, God. Amen. All right. So, big topic. And it's mentioned throughout the entire Bible, way more than I ever realized, actually. Um, It starts in the Old Testament, it moves through Jesus' time in the Gospels. Actually, Jesus talks about the Kingdom of Heaven being near a ton, and He gives tons of parables and tries to explain what the Kingdom is through these stories. And then the kingdom continues to be mentioned all the way through Revelations when it's finally, fully established. That is amazing. This is a story that doesn't just have a a short time. Our kingdom come, that is the whole thing. And my church growing up never talked about kingdom. Not that I can remember anyway. I've been in church my entire life, and I can't remember a single kingdom message until we join the church with Pastor Steve. And Pastor Steve talks about kingdom all the time. And it's amazing. And it's opened my eyes. And there are things that you have probably heard him say too, such as um, that the world is a kingdom of death. And the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of life. He just spoke about this a few weeks ago, and that's what he said. He says it often. The kingdom of this world fights against us getting to experience God's best. Everything in this world is fighting against you experiencing God's best. And you'll hear this too Devil bad, God good. He says that a lot and it's so simple, but so true. Devil bad, God good. I am so thankful to be part of this church where kingdom is our foundation, where we get to have an active role in the kingdom. My understanding of kingdom has shifted since being part of this church. I thought of this little game here. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before. It's uh, um, two little horseshoes, and it's connected by some chain links, and then there's a ring around it. And the whole goal is to get that ring off. But how do you get something that's completely looped inside something else that's completely looped? How do you get that apart? So you got to look at this puzzle. I love puzzles, by the way. And it's a challenge. I got to figure this out. So, this puzzle just takes a little shift to undo it. But at first, it looks impossible. The way that I have understood the kingdom of God has shifted just like this puzzle. I had to shift my view, and I am so thankful to be part of a church that sees that we have an active role in this kingdom. Yeah. And that message started being preached right at a time that was so vital in my life. A time where we were going through some hard things with a family member who was on the brink of death. And, uh,. And it was this opportunity to take what we were learning about kingdom and applying it and believing in it and pressing into it. And it was just the most subtle thing in in my prayer life that shifted. It wasn't like, oh God, if, if this is what you want, or it was declaring. It was speaking truth into the situation. And Pastor Steve, you'll hear him say, too, that sometimes, you know, we don't always win the battle. But we learn how to fight, right? We need to learn how to fight. We need to build those muscles, those prayer muscles he talks about sometimes. Um, There is a verse in the Bible. Perhaps you know it. It's Matthew 6, 9 through 10. Actually, it goes on, but I'm just going to focus on these first Two verses and it's the Lord's Prayer and maybe you know it by heart and maybe you can recite it but you don't actually think about it because you've said it your whole life and you've lost the meaning of it but let's read it right now it says our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Pause. Hallowed be thy name. We are talking about God. He is amazing. We need to have reverence for who God is. We pause. We acknowledge that at the beginning of our prayer. And this is what Jesus told his disciples when they said, How should we pray? And they said, This is how you should pray. This is Jesus telling his disciples that this is how you should pray. To pray for God's kingdom to come. We are told to do that. We are told to pray for his kingdom to come and for his will to be done. Not, oh God, I don't know. I mean, if you really want to. But we are told. And it's not just for a time in the future, it's for now. On earth, as it is in heaven, we're not just passively waiting until one day, you know, when we get to heaven, then things will be great, and we'll get to experience greatness. God is telling us now that we can experience that now. This is not a passive thing. You need to be active members in this kingdom. But in order to be a member in this kingdom, you have to say yes to following Jesus. So if you've not said yes to following Jesus yet, that should be your first step. There are kingdom benefits when you say yes to following Jesus, and there are kingdom responsibilities. We are told to expand the kingdom. We are here as a church family and we are growing and learning and encouraging each other together. we are trying to expand the kingdom of God throughout earth. We know that the kingdom is fully established in Revelations at the end, but we can expand it and push right now. We get to act in the authority that God has given us, act in the alignment with God's authority Now, I'm not going to try to over-speak God. Remember, we come to him in that reverence. Hallowed be thy name. But we can pray with authority. We can pray boldly. The Bible tells us to come boldly before the throne. We can speak God's truth over situations. We know that the will of God isn't always accomplished right now. Like, God doesn't want babies to die, right? That's not God's will. But we know that everything in this world is fighting against God's will, and so sometimes bad things do happen. But we... Are in the fight we are called to fight to pray to press in thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven the devil is here to steal kill and destroy not God so how do you speak that truth in your prayer life well you need to know the heart of the Father And how do you know? You gotta spend time with him. You need to be in the word. You need to be reading God's word. You need to be praying, listening, showing up here. And if you can't be here online, but being part of this family, this is where we grow. This is where we encourage each other. Spending time with God, you gotta be there. When uh, a few years back, I was a a runner at one point in my life. And uh, before I became a runner, I thought I was a runner. I thought I was a really good runner, actually. I had this idea that I'm a runner. And then I would go out and do it. And I realized it was really hard. I wasn't really a runner. (laughs) and That was weird because in my mind, I was a really good runner. Well, um, I got some gear. Got my shoes. I was like, okay, I got my gear. but just having gear doesn't make you a runner, right? Um, just like having a Bible doesn't make you a Christian. okay. And then I, I would try I would push my distance just a little bit more. I remember telling my husband I was like, I just ran to the corner without stopping right? He was like, okay, oh, great, good job want to go for a run with me not really because i walked a lot um it took training it took time i remember getting to my mile mark and i was like i just did a mile so excited a mile you guys i ran today in preparation for this and i was like i'm running a mile without stopping oh never mind i can't do it anymore because i stopped training i stopped practicing but um so training you walk you run you jog you repeat whatever You know what, you're in training right now. You need to pray, you need to read, you need to listen, repeat, show up. Um, As you run, your form gets better. Hopefully you work on that, right? You lean in, like literally lean in. I don't know if you know this, but like you, when you run, you lean at the ankle, not like this, but like lean at the ankle because it literally propels you forward. When you are praying, lean in believe. Lean in. Yeah. And then push through that pain. When you're running, you get that side crammed. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. Right? Push through the pain. Get some running partners. Go further. And when you are praying, pray until something happens. Push. And keep pushing. And keep pushing. Ask other people to pray for you gather with other people pray together that's how we train okay I've stopped running obviously I told you that and uh, um, it'll take me a while to get back to where I was before you might be in a really cool spot right now with your with your faith with your belief but sometimes something rocks your world and you gotta you get knocked back a little bit get back in there okay get back in you want to experience God's kingdom here on earth don't stop training. Start by saying yes to following God. He has amazing things for you. Amazing things. All right, let's pray. God, I'm so thankful to be in a church that encourages the expansion of your kingdom. Thank you for our church family that we get to do life here on earth with them, and whom we get to call our brothers and sisters for eternity. I pray for blessing over each of their lives as they lean in to know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. And here is one of the great members of our church family and a friend and just a blessing in our lives and in our kids' lives. And we're just so thankful for you. Jehovah, everyone!
2: Well good evening everyone. I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. Thank you Pastor Steve. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, just the uh, power of prayer and what you know the church's emphasis on prayer has done in our lives. So I'd like to start out with a prayer. So uh, dear Lord I just ask that you can uh, just speak through me tonight, uh, touch people's hearts and minds, just hear the message uh, and please just allow this to impact them. Thank you. Amen. Uh, So, uh, I'd like to start out with a a verse, Philippians 4, 6, and uh, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, You know, it's really just uh, amazing much when uh, you know we are trusting in the Lord uh, just that he can touch our lives uh, you know I want to tell you you know again I uh, appreciate Jenny being uh, the person who introduced us uh, you know, Jenny and Corey are the reason why we are here so we uh, last year that's right thank you <laughs> so you know last year was a crazy time uh, obviously everybody knows that uh, we've known them for uh, quite a few years uh, but uh, you know, we started to hang out a little bit because there wasn't a lot of other things going on. Uh, and then through our discussions, uh, we're like, hey, uh, maybe we need to go check out your church because you guys actually are meeting and it's awesome and it sounds great. So, you know, you look at a little thing online and all that. So, um, you know, of course at that time meeting in a garage, uh, which we're like, okay, we're open to about anything. So, um, you know, in that very first service that Sandy and I were there, um, we felt the Lord moving in just a way that we hadn't in a long time. You know, the things that were going on and the message that was uh, spoken that day uh, was really amazing. You know, it started with, you know, when we came through that door, uh, just the people who, you know, met us at the door were just such, so nice to us and just like, hey, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you are here tonight. Um, you know, and then uh, the message was wonderful. Uh, before that, though, uh, Steve Jr., I want to give props to you, and uh, production and all that, making the garage a place of worship. So, yes, exactly, a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pretty amazing the things that can happen when believers come together and just, you know, commune in God's presence. So, um, sorry, we got to keep in track of You know, the the thing that I want to say about that. Is, you know we just really um, it was just like having a breath of fresh air uh, just being a part of people and around people that you know God is ministering in their lives and, and it just like it's ebbing out of them it's just flowing out you know you talk to you know Jenny or Corey or Trish or uh, a bunch of different people and it's like man you can just feel God oozing out of them and it's like oh I, I just need to get myself some of that so um, it's pretty <laughs> awesome so I have too many pages of notes. I think I pulled a Pastor Steve here. Um, so he told me. So yeah, I submitted my notes for him to you know check it out, all that. He's like, uh, you only got 10 minutes, so you better talk fast. So on um, our next, uh, thing, talking about daily prayer, uh, Colossians 4:2 it says, "Continue steadfastly in prayer, be watchful in it with thanksgiving." Uh, you know, the next uh, major event uh, that uh, happened at C3. Uh, I would say is November fast. Um, that was a time uh, that was really moving for me. Uh, just, you know, that uh, Pastor Steve put out a daily video. Uh, we had a, a, you know, that daily prayer, talking about those different things. Spending that dedicated, very focused time in prayer was life-changing. Uh, just, it was life-changing in my relationship with God, in my relationship with my wife, with my kids, at work. Um, just my overall outlook was changed and changed for the better uh you know it's not like i didn't pray before right you know i prayed sporadically and you know i'd start reading the bible for a year and get part way through and then maybe pick it back up later but but this was different uh you know this was really a, an intense focus that that made a difference in my life it just made a difference in my outlook you know it's sort of that uh, glass half empty glass half full well by starting your day with the word of God. Your, and you know, that prayer time and that connection creates your glass half full or really all the way up. It, it is what fills you up. So um, you know, my next uh, thing, so renewing your mind and spirit. Uh, so Romans 12.2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, focusing in this season, uh, you know, just on renewal, uh, it's been really great to have uh, that Tuesday, you know, prayer list that Pastor Steve is sending out again. You know, it's, it's something that uh, we've started using as our, uh, in our family, just to, to be able to pray together. You know, we'll each, you know, pick some, you know, pick, uh, there's like 10 things on there. Oh, you take this one, you take that one. We're praying, praying for the church, we're praying for people. And, you know, what it does is it, it's that focus again. You know, it's being intentional. You know, it's, it's working through, you know, what you can do to connect with God. And it also gets you out of the habit of just saying, hey, can you give me this? And what about, can you give me that? Well, what, it, it's time to pour into that, pour into that relationship, pour into that communion with God and, you know, being thankful for what he gives you, being thankful for all the different areas that show up in our lives. Uh, you know, one one other thing I wanted to say on here, you know, uh, our, it's really important. See, when we pray directly and intentionally, there's a huge growth opportunity in our relationship with God. Uh, you know, our ability to hear God speak uh, into our lives and how impactful we can be on other people, but it, but it starts with prayer. Uh, so, you know, asking for help from God. Uh, in Psalms 34:17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. So I've got sort of a uh, unusual example uh, I'd like to tell you about uh, that happened this last year. Uh, so as many of you know, Sandy and I, we own a landscape business. Uh, we've got around 50 families that we provide for. Uh, it's, it's great, but there's always something going on with 50 employees. Uh, we also have a fleet of over 25 vehicles. So there's always something going on with those as well. Um, unfortunately, they don't make a bulletproof truck yet. So, um, you know, I, so I'd like to show you the slide of this beautiful truck of ours. So this is gorgeous. We built it last year. has custom bed, custom box. So some people show pictures of their babies. Uh, maybe like trucks and equipment and some kids stuff too. So. Um, you know, the thing about this, so we purchased this truck um, and then the very first Thursday, so a couple days later, uh, crew is driving it up to Longview to go do a maintenance route uh, and along I-5, there's a uh, way station uh, that commercial trucks have to go to. Well, they count landscapers as commercial trucks. So we, get, we got pulled over just for a routine inspection, we're going through and you check insurance and you know, all the different papers and documents that we're supposed to have. Well. We also have to be uh, licensed with the Department of Transportation, so you have to have a special number and it was expired. Uh, So that was, again, that's just sort of the beginning of the problem for the day. Um, You know, so after that, we're like, okay, not quite sure what to do. They're texting me, calling me, um, talking with our mechanic and, uh, you know, so they call back like, hey. They're writing us a ticket, all right, whatever. Um, By the way, we had paid for this like two weeks earlier. So it wasn't expired when we renewed it and it wasn't expired when they were there, but it was expired in the computer system. So um, one other thing that happens is when you get pulled over like this, you can't leave uh, with the truck. So now I've got a crew in a truck, stuck there, truck, trailer, all this other stuff and they've got about, I don't know, 10 or 12 hours worth of work left to do that day. Um, So I'm like, okay, great. Steve, oh, oh, by the way, so my mechanic's name is Steve. Uh, My other mechanic's name is Josh. So it's really confusing when I'm talking about Steve and Josh, which Steve and Josh I'm talking about. So it's mechanic Steve or pastor Steve or mechanic Josh or, I mean, this Josh is a mechanic sometimes too. So um, just confusing, that's all. Uh, So anyway, so he he took off, went up there. It's like, okay, uh, you know, I'm gonna go talk to the DOT guys, figure out what we can do, get our truck back. Well, now there's two trucks and a trailer stuck there because they won't let him leave either. Uh, so, you know, we got, I don't know, $200,000 worth of trucks and equipment stuck. No way to move it. Literally, you can't leave. Police officers, chained, air, you know, fenced off areas, all of that. So. Um, I'll just say I was a little stressed out trying to figure it all out. You know, We had a bunch of commitments that day, You know, thousands of dollars worth of work that were like, oh, you can't do and you get fined if you don't do. So uh, I took off up there as well. My truck did not have DOT stickers on it, thank goodness. So I'm like, okay, I'll at least go collect the people, figure this out. Um, I talk, called and talked to my wife and she's like, oh man, I can tell this is stressful. So let me pray. And so she prayed. And, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, how, you know, how is this going to work? I didn't know how it was going to work. But she's like, God's got this. He always does. And so uh, just as, as she's praying, I just feel a peace come, come over me. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but God did. So um, I pull up there and, um, you know, we're, we're still like, okay, so if we shove enough people in here, you know, maybe we only got to leave one guy behind. And what are we going to do with the trailer? Oh, maybe we can take the trailer. So my mechanic, Steve, goes up to the DOT office and is like, you know, hey, what what can we do? And can we take the trailer or not? And then like a minute later, he's booking it back over to where I am. And he's like, hey, while I'm standing there, it changed, changed from expired to active. So you're all good, you can leave. So it, it was, really truly amazing i'm like you know we're praying if you ever need somebody to pray my wife got you um but but i mean really another thing that came out of that um, yes they all went on and did their work and you know got done being super stressful um but it gave me an opportunity i had a couple of guys that i was able to tell about this who we would had some good conversations about god and what's going on and i'm like hey this just happened look at the power of prayer look at look at what god can do in your life so um, sort of skipped over something sorry uh, so if we go to uh, Matthew 1819 uh, it says uh, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven you know when it's you know there's power in prayer and there's power in prayer together. When you're struggling with something, don't just stick in your own head. Reach out, you know, reach out to the people who are your family, you know, reach out to those people who are believers and just say, hey, help me, you know, help me work this out because God's got us. Um, So in Mark uh, 11, 24, it says, therefore I tell you, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So again, whether it's small or large, God's got it. Um, So uh, James uh, 5.16, uh, you know, God wants your prayer. So the prayer of of a righteous person has great power as it is working. No matter where you are at in life, God wants to hear from you. Doesn't matter if you're high spots, low spots, in the middle, good day, bad day, small stuff, big stuff. You know, oh man, you know, my arm just hurts today. Great. Pray about it. You know, oh my gosh, I just lost my job. Pray about it. Get somebody else involved from your family to go along with that. Uh, I was talking to uh, Jameson the other day. Uh, this was after Pastor Steve had uh, done the message on prayer. And uh, we were talking about a little bit, uh, sort of an analogy we came up with. You know with your prayers don't just let your prayer be like a sticky hand you know when those like little sticky hands on a little string you like flick it around and it gets stuck on the ceiling and on the wall and whatever right so you don't want to pray like that where you throw it around and just hope that it sticks you know this is moving beyond it's like steve said earlier this is moving beyond just hope and having faith faith that it will happen faith that it will occur believing that God will do this work in your life. Uh, so, uh, I, Jenny also mentioned the uh, push prayer uh, book by uh, it's Jurgen Matheson. Pray until something happens, and if you if you guys are looking for some you know encouragement in your prayer life, it's it's a great great book. So you know I'm sure Pastor Steve Marina, Trish, uh, can hook you up with that. Um, you know one of the things out of the book that it said, uh, there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. When we align our lives with his word, powerful things happen. All effective prayer occurs when we pray from a word of God in our hearts that flowers from our mouth. So, you know, pray. Uh, one, one last verse here, Matthew 7, 7. Uh, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. You know, pray with purpose, pray with passion, pray intentionally so that God can answer your prayers. Uh, If you're not sure what to pray for, start on that Tuesday prayer list. You know, start with the small things. Hey Lord, help me have a great day. You know, hey Lord, help me work through this. Hey, I can't figure out what to do here. Help, help me Lord. And then bring those other people around you. So uh, expect that God wants the best in your life. Expect God to answer your prayer. Expect God to pour out favor on your life when you pray and have that strong relationship with him. Super important, believe, you know, ask him to be with you. You know, uh, the Bible is available for us each and every day. Take part, bring that in, use that as part of your prayer. You know, God is right there waiting for each and every one of us So, are you ready? Answer his call. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening. To
0: find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at C3SWWA.com.